You alright? My name's Paul, I've got autism and I make random videos about my version of autism and stick them on YouTube just in case anyone wants to watch. Yes, I've got no hair. Yes, I've got a big beard. Yes, I look angry. And yes, I sound bothered that I'm doing the videos. Get over it. <laughs> These are just uh, things out of emails. I just, honestly, if I, maybe one day I'll just show you some of these emails. They're just crazy. Um, and obviously, some of you send nice emails, and they're the ones that I appreciate. Um, anyway, I've not been up long, um, which is on purpose that I've pressed record now. My brain doesn't wake up. Like, I need about three or four hours before my brain goes, oh, fine. Come on, then, I suppose we'll all get up. Um, I make trips for work, three hours driving one way. I don't even remember driving. That's how bad it is for my Obviously, in the moment, it functions, but for the recall of memory, mm -mm, it's not there. But anyway, um, not doing an update because I want to try and figure this video out. I've been trying to do a video on relationships. Ever since I started the channel, it was an idea that was noted down before I ever pressed record on a camera uh, and trying to figure out how to actually do it because I don't want to offend people current or past in my life um, and I've been trying to find the right angle and I think the reason it's best to do it now is because I'm still fast asleep upstairs, um, still haven't had my morning coffee, feel a bit drunk even though I haven't had any alcohol, that's how I feel, I'm like dizzy, I'm groggy, or, I don't know, just a bit lightheaded, um, that's every morning um, but I thought while I'm still a bit, you know, daft, I'll uh, I'll try and tackle it. So I'm going to try and talk about it from the angle of me, what it's like for me dating others, um, rather than what it's like for a neurotypical to be in a relationship with a person with autism. What's it like for an autistic person to be in a relationship with a neurotypical? Um, and just see where I end up. And hopefully at the end of it, there'll be some sense because this is a full, I'm just going, for, you know, I'm thinking on the fly. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, because. Yeah, I do have autism. And yes, there was a large 34 years of my life, I did not have a diagnosis of it. So I had no idea. I just always wondered why I wanted things to be so critical and done accurately. And other people were just like, yeah, whatever. Um, so, mm. so when I think back, <laughs> when this old man takes a seat and starts putting his brain back into back in the day, as we say. Um, and I start to tally up sort of why relationships ended, where the problems were, you know. I'm, <laughs> I'm proud to say it wasn't all my fault. You know, some people have got to take some blame. And one of the big parts of blame is youth. You know, you're allowed to be daft when you're young. It's you are still inexperienced at life. And I know when you're young, you think you know everything. And, you know, I, I probably thought the same, you know, but I didn't. And when you reach a point later in life where you realize every day is a school day, you learn something new every day, you know, life actually feels a bit more interesting when you actually believe you're not a know-it-all. But, you know, when you're younger, some people want to go here, want to go there, want to try this, want to try that. And then there was me, Mr. I know what I like. I know what I don't like. 
Why would I bother trying that when I already know I won't enjoy that? You know, it's like if somebody said, come on, we're going on that enormous roller coaster. I don't see a roller coaster as fun. I don't know that. I don't know what the point is, you know, like, okay, well, I know about, you know, a good portion of that framework is there because psychologically, if people saw how minimum the amount of structure is required for a roller coaster to remain upright, nobody would ever get on the ride. So it's like, I just see that and go, all right, so that's just for show. All right. So it's going to go up and down and around. So that bit will make me stomach flip. That height will make me go, oh, I don't like heights. You know, and then I just go, nah, you're all right. I don't need to go on it. No, oh, come on, don't be, don't be, don't be boring. Not being boring. I just don't don't need to go on something that I've just assessed won't be any fun for me. You know, like I don't like going fast just doesn't do anything for me. I don't get a thrill out of it. You know, I just just all sorts of nonsense. So I was always that kid <laughs> who was boring to others because I just didn't need to do certain things. Um so, you know, that was that was always a thing. So when I was younger, that's where I sort of missed with a lot of people. Some people want to go places, try things, stay somewhere. And there's, you know, while you're if you're in a relationship with them and they're telling you all these things they want to do, you just come across as a a buzzkill, a killjoy, and it's like, you know, and then people want to then spread their wings and try stuff. Whereas for me, I no, I didn't need to spread my wings and try anything because I can accurately assess how I'll feel. People blow my mind when they are stubborn and go, I won't like that. Nope. And then they try it and they love it. I've never been in that situation. I've tried things I knew I wouldn't like and I didn't like it. I've tried things I thought, I'll probably enjoy that. And I did enjoy it. I've never got it wrong. Because I live in this brain, so I know what I like. Because I overanalyze everything, which I've always done. That's not my, I don't find that a problem. I find that sensible. So, yeah, but if, so, so the people who try something that they thought they wouldn't enjoy and it turns out they did, they blow my mind. It must be a weird way to live, not knowing what you like and what you don't like. That must be really unusual. Um, so yeah, a lot of younger relationships I had, they all sort of just disappeared because the person changed. You know, one you might meet them one day and they might be, you know, why you liked them in the first place. And then the next thing, they want to be, you know, riding motocross bikes, jumping off buildings with parachutes on, you know, wanting to go out clubbing, stuff like I hate clubbing. It's it makes no sense to me. It's too loud. There's nowhere to sit. It's overpriced. And you've got flashing lights going mental all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll just pay £10 to come in your uh, to come in your club to not enjoy myself. Yeah, so, you know, if someone changes, that's not my fault. But it's also not their fault. They are allowed to change. But the one thing I always end up with, because I'm the guy who goes, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, for me, I've done it logically. I've made sense of why I don't want to do it anymore. I think I dated person A. She's now person B. You know, if, if person A was person B when I met them, I would never have, you know, got together with them. So to me, it just makes perfect sense. But to them, they're angry, they're bothered because you haven't changed. 
but then they want you to change alongside them. And it's like, I can't. <laughs> I know exactly what I like. I don't need to try that. And then you do try things for people. Like I say, you go clubbing and you stood there and they're dancing to a repetitive beat with a load of other people. And I'm stood there on the side watching, going, why do people who don't know each other want to dance together but ignore each other? You know, so it's just a weird concept. I don't understand it. You know, like if you go to a concert, that makes more sense because you can, you all appreciate that artist on stage. But when you go to a club, it's just someone sticking in a CD and pressing play. You know, well, <laughs> that was back in my day. Obviously, it's like an MP3. Everything's on computers now. I know I'm an old man. So, yeah, when I was younger, I just kind of missed the mark uh, that way. Um, and relationships just fizzled out. But as much as, you know, for me, it's not the loss of a relationship that ever bothered me. It was the, the waste of time. And I know people will say, yeah, but, you know, you got experience out of that. You learned from that. You learned how to be a better person from that, blah, blah, blah. No, still a waste of time. You know, if, let's say you spend six months with someone and then all of a sudden they do a, a 180, you know, change. And then you, you're walking away. It is a waste of time for you because you didn't change. They did. You know, and I'm not saying people can't change, but they should have been a bit more considerate before they got in a relationship if they decided, I'm going to be a completely different person soon. So that was when I was younger. That was, you know, a problem then. But obviously, I'm usually the one who ends relationships. And then I'm the bad guy. And, you know, people I dated when I was like, a teenager still don't like me. And I think, I'm not asking you to be friends, but if I was happen to walk past you in the street, at least just nod. Just like, all right. You know, because we don't have to ignore each other. I don't need to see your evil looks. I don't need those daggers. You know, I don't need you to slag me off to one of your friends and then I find out through someone else that you've still got a problem. You know, when it's more than double the life since, you know, since uh, in the time period that we dated. It's just mental. Um, but then I've also got a mind that goes, you don't need this information anymore. Delete. You know, so for me, what happens is memories don't have the emotions anymore. Uh, so for me, my, and I have to get this right, my memories are almost like they are stories from somebody else I've heard that I now remember. Does that make sense? So it's kind of like, you know, if my mate Baz or my mate Craig told me a story and I remember that story, it's kind of like that's the thought I have with it. I, I remember their story. So I might remember it, but I haven't got any of the emotion involved because it's like I was never there. It's like it actually didn't happen to me. You know, so maybe other people don't have that. And that's why they still don't like me. But anyway, um, obviously, then you get older, you turn into a, a grown up where you start making a noise when you get out of a chair because you're feeling old, like, cracking your back, all that sort of stuff, embroiled in work. And, you know, sometimes some people just calm down on that clubbing stuff and what have you. You know, when you're in your 20s, you know, people are a bit more focused on careers and they're, they're trying to you know buy a house or do whatever they're doing whatever their plan is 
And then that's where it sort of feels a bit more settled. So then you, you know, step back into the dating pool and you see who's about, what's going on, who tickles your pickle. And then they're all right, but then people in their 20s still want to go out. They just don't want to go clubbing anymore, you know. And then they're really into the, you know, we're all friends sort of niche category. Because what some people do, you know, and I've got people in my family who, who sort of fall into that category as well, where it's kind of like you go to school, you go to college, you go to university, you meet your partner in university, you know, you come away from university, you get jobs, you're engaged, you get married. Within the first year of getting married, you have a child. Within the next couple of years, you have another child and you all do it exactly the same time as all your friends are doing it as well. So then all your friend, all your kids will all grow up together and repeat the process. And, you know, that was never my style. I was working away until I was 27, 28, something like that. So I was still messing about, being daft and enjoying myself with having no responsibilities, I suppose. Um, but, you know, that, that was, I know that's all right for some, because some people like to follow the book of, you know, societal expectation and they want to fit into the societal norms and they just think it's right because their mum and dad did it and their mum and dad did it. But it was just never something that appealed to me. <clears throat> so then, you know, you do get your issues where you start conflicting with the autism, even though I didn't know I had it. But, you know, if I'm if I meet someone to date them, I like that person. That's it. You know, and, and yeah, you kind of do have to meet their family. I understand that. And you might meet their best friend. I understand that. But what I don't want to do is now become amalgamated and mushed together as part of this group of people where it's like, oh, yeah, this is, this is Jenny. She's my best friend. This is Sarah. We went to uni together. This is Steve. We dated, but it was only for a couple of weeks. And then, you know, we're just really close friends now. You know, it's not TV, you know what I mean? So, you know, but I don't want to have to meet all these people and then every Friday or Saturday go out with them for a meal or have them round at my house and host a dinner party. I'm not that guy. I don't do coupling because, again, in my head, it's like they were your friends. They still are your friends. I'll always wave if they pick you up, but I don't need to know them and they don't need to know me. All they need to know is I make you happy, hopefully, and you know, you're safe, you're, you're all right. And all I want to know when you get back is, did you have a nice time? You know, I don't need the, I don't need to be involved and I don't need to be in group pictures and I'm not interested in what your best friend partner does for a living because coupling to me is, is one of the worst creations on earth, you know? I mean, it's all right if you all kind of know each other anyway. You know, let's say you worked together and then you start dating a co-worker and then you obviously knew everybody else around and they're all your shared friends and you can all go out. That's fine. But to bring someone into the fold, you know, as someone with autism, people aren't my thing. So that then will take its toll because you find some people are like, well, this is my lifestyle. And it's like, right, no one's asking you to change your lifestyle. What you meant was, you were after someone to fit into your lifestyle, you know, and in a way I get that. But then at the same time, 
you know, this is why you have the dates, isn't it? It's to sort of try and find out about what you like versus what they like, what they expect, what they expect. And I've always been ridiculously open and honest on dates. I've always said, look, I don't do any of that coupling stuff, so rule me out. You know, I'm not down for that. Um, you know, but obviously you keep your friends, you do what you want, you still live, you knew them before me, you'll know them after me, just, you know, do your thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry, I absolutely understand. And then, like, six months go by and they're, like, arguing with you because you're still not doing it. Now, for someone with my mind, I go, I told you this is your fault for not listening, not believing, not giving me the credence, you know, and they come back at you with, yeah, but I thought in time, you know, you, you've, you've met Sally now, so what's the problem? You know, and it's, or, or maybe they'll go, you know, yeah, but we just met. I didn't know you. I didn't know if you was being serious. It's like, oh, right, so you thought I'd come on dates and lie to you. Great. You know, so then what you, and then you start to find if their friend, you know, like I'll tell people I don't want kids, you know, and one of the things that winds me up more than anything is, you know, if you have kids, fine. If you want kids, fine. If you don't want kids, fine. How hard's that? How hard was that? What I get is people saying, if I, they'll, they'll say, have you got children? I go, no, no, I don't. And they'll go, oh, this time, time for what? For me to carry on not having kids because I don't want them. And they're like, <laughs> I said that. Yeah, you might have said that, but I know I don't want them. You thought you didn't. You might have been fighting a rebellion. You might have been, you know, trying to be someone you're actually not. I don't want them because they will not fit my life. Simple as that. You know, and they were like, oh, yeah, honestly, I said just what you're saying. But oh, when you've got them, you realize you, re you, you, you don't know what you did without them. Like, no, I, I do know what I do without them. And that's why I don't want them. You know, um, so I get really confused by people who keep telling me that I want kids. I don't really. I do not want them. I don't know why I want to. I've got no headspace as it is. I'm meant to then dedicate it to something that vomits, diarrhoeas, cries, keeps me awake, drains all my money, takes up all my free time, just so in two years it looks at a butterfly and goes, and I'm meant to take joy out of that. No, they're not for me. I'm just not a fan. I've told people all the time, you know, you've got kids, great. I hope you love them. I hope you enjoy them, but I don't really need to meet them until they're old enough to buy me a pint and can hold a proper conversation with me. I'm just not bothered. You know, they, they don't understand personal space. I'm not interested in their stories. They don't speak grown up. They're just not for me, you know? So everybody's got things they like and don't like. I'm just not a fan, you know? And it's obviously in relationships, the times that get met and it's, you know, that people want children or I'll mention it that I don't want kids at the beginning. He gets so far down the line and they go, well, I do. It's like, right, okay. Well, you said you didn't. Like, yeah, well, things change. But you've got to remember you're dating someone who's autistic. Things don't change because I over-evaluate. I give everything too much thought. It's not my fault you don't. 
And I, I can't understand if you don't understand that life isn't a TV show. You don't have to have drama. You don't have to pretend. You don't have to under-evaluate your life. You can sit down and go, right, I, I think I don't want kids. But is that really what I want? Am I just saying that because it hasn't happened yet and all my other friends have kids? Oh, what is it? You know, just take time and be humble with yourself. Be critical of yourself. You know, be open and honest about when you're all alone and nobody else is ever around. Are they still your thoughts? You know, are, are you not thinking collectively, you know? So then through the 20s, relationships end because of that, you know? So when I was younger, I used to date older women because they'd kind of snapped out of that bit, you know, and I needed to bypass that part. But then women tended to end up in a couple of different categories. Like you'd have women who couldn't have children, which is obviously unfortunate if they do want children. Um, you would date, end up dating people who just believe they're too old now to have children. So it's like, all right, you know, so I, I just preferred dating older women at the time because it wasn't like they were living a fake life until that day happened. Um, yeah, so that was always a, a tricky one, and that ended relationships as well because I wasn't the one lying on first dates and second dates and third dates, you know. And I'm not naive thinking I'm going to change someone who's set in their belief. You know, why would I do something that's going to affect the rest of my life like that? No. Um, so I used to focus on shorter relationships anyway. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, like when I worked away, people from other countries would work away, like for summer seasons and what have you. And I'd be more inclined to, you know, want to date them, I suppose, or at least just spend a bit more time with them because I knew it had an expiry date and I didn't have to get embroiled in all these things that were bothering me about going out, about kids, about socializing. It was too short to get to the levels where it would start to be a, a problem for me which again isn't fair on me you know because I I like spending time with with a partner you know I do like that but at the same time I'm more than comfortable not doing that as well I like my hobbies I understand who I am I know what I like I know what I don't like you know and when it's just me I'm focused on me and I can do what I need to recharge my brain and that's fine you know um, and obviously you get older and uh, you get dogs and cats instead, which is so much better. <laughs> um, but, you know, trying to figure it out, autism versus neurotypical for relationships wise, you know, there is give on both sides, especially when it's someone like me. You know, I, I know what I like and I don't like, but I need to find better ways of putting that across. You know, it's like, because what you can't do is, sit there and go, I don't do this. I will never do this. Are you listening to me <laughs> knocking on the head or sitting next to them, putting a video on and going, today's date, you know, I'm telling you that I don't do these things. You need to watch this video every time you argue about it. So you just end up with a lot of people disliking you, not talking to you anymore, being angry at you, um, your name being mud, you know, forevermore, just because they didn't listen. And because they change and you don't. And I know someone said a million years ago, uh, you know, 
the the, the people who are the same. I, I mean, do you know what? I can't even remember it. But it's kind of like if you're the same person at 40 that you were when you were 18, then you haven't lived. And it's like, I totally disagree with that. You know, if you if you are a different person, it's because you didn't know who you were. I do. You know, I know what I enjoy and I get genuine pleasure out of the things I enjoy. I don't do things I don't want to do because they bring me genuine distress. <clears throat> well, I do. I work. I don't want to work. I don't care if it's the best job in the world. I don't want to work because it puts me around people and that's where my problems lie. So relationships are just hard because I am an alien on a foreign planet <clears throat> full of aliens. You know, I don't think the same as a neurotypical person. I act as if I do because that's what I have to do to blend in every day. And then when you're in a relationship, it's more full on and you always have to try to compromise. And people in relationships don't understand just how much you try. So when you do say no, it's because you really can't deal with it and you can't put up with it and you can't find the happiness in it. You can't find your alone time or your free space in these events that people want you to do. You know, so it's, uh, it's, it's tricky, you know, and then, you know, if I actually look at me and the things I like, don't like, like, let's say I was to date ever again in the future. I don't ever want to live with anyone ever again. Those days are long gone, not happening, never again, you know. Um, I just don't ever, ever want to do that. Christmas, I'll probably completely avoid Christmas days because I, I love the run-up to Christmas. I love the repetitive songs, the cold, the, you know, the dark, the rain. Love all of that. Love the lights, love the Christmas trees, love the festive look. Just hate the day. So, you know, it's a case of, look, don't want to live with you. I'm never spending Christmas with you. <laughs> you know, and they're instantly like, wow, you sound great. Um, you know, but I understand what people want from a relationship because that's what it is. It's to, you know, it's taking two separate individuals and creating something together. And I understand that, but I need a lot more me, you know, um, to make that work. Because if I don't, it just will not work for me. And it has to work for both people individually and together. And if it's not working for me, then the together bit doesn't work. So yeah, no Christmas days. Um, you know, if we're to go out, it's just going to be me and you. And, you know, if we're going to certain restaurants, it's only got to be in certain places because, you know, I don't want to go into a city center where terrorists love to blow them up. And, you know, where I can get stabbed, where there's loads of homeless people, drug addicts, just to go to that restaurant. You know, there's one around the corner. Let's just go there. There's less of all of those things happening. You know, so that it, so for, as far as I'm concerned, I'll make the compromise there. I'll, I'm still willing to go out, you know, but we have to do things a certain way, you know. Um, so it is actually hard for me because... You know, I don't particularly want to share every section of my life with someone. You know, I don't want to be dependent on people. I want to be treated like an individual, um, not as part of a couple, you know, because I'm still an individual. I, I just happen to share a part of my life with someone. Um, 
And then again, you're still going to get all the questions about when you're having kids and, oh, are you two going on holiday this year? And, you know, when you've got to stick your dog in the vet, they want to know your surname. You've got two different surnames because I'm never getting married. Um, you know, so then it's like, oh, do I put my name first or your name first? <laughs> Just register the dog at the vet. It's all right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Um, but I just find them, I find relationships tricky, not because of the autism, but because of the disconnect and the differences that neurotypical people have and want versus what someone with autism needs. Um, so there we go. Relationships. I hope any of this made sense because I'm sat here right now looking at the time going, I've just talked for near on half an hour. I've got no idea what I've said or if it made any sense. So if you're still awake or if you're still here, I hope some of that resonated, made any sense whatsoever, um, and I'll feel a bit better. But until next time, whether you're in a relationship or not, thanks for watching and keep smiling.